0: Welcome to Between Two Curators, the podcast where two friends and, well, curators discuss art, life, and what or rather who inspires them. I'm Jen.
1: And I'm Cliff. And in this episode, we don't have a guest. Dead air. We're <laughs> <They're> just beside <laughs> just us. Just us. <laughs> <laughs> just us. Uh, in this episode, we're actually, um, it is going to be just us. Um, and what Jen and I thought we would do is, uh maybe have a little think and a little reflection on some of the great people and the great things that those people have brought uh to the past uh 10 nine episodes um and uh, give a bit of um a bit of thought between shared themes um and some of the thinking that's that's gone on some of the points of inspiration because we never really get a chance to to unpack these things um, and yeah. you'll agree that when we when we, like, finish taping, we're like, oh, we could have been speaking for hours and hours.
0: And, you know, there's a bit of behind-the-scenes action. We sometimes have <laughs> stayed on chatting for an extra 30 minutes. But we figured rather than having these chats, you know, just between me and Cliff, perhaps we'd also have them with you because we're just so generous that way. <laughs> <laughs> um um What are some of your thoughts, Cliff? Just to (laughs) throw it at you first. Um, I mean, effectively, we were thinking about it a little bit yesterday. We set out on a mission to not navel gaze, right? So we're not going to necessarily invite people from the art world, but different types of creatives, you know, from physics to chefs to, you know, architects, different people who inspired us and who might inspire people in turn. But then we kind of realized that we were effectively curating the first season, right?
1: Yeah, it's been super fun. Um, as you say, uh, not not navel gazing, um, except in the yoga episode. We were definitely navel gazing there. <laughs> um, but because uh, w- we're both visual arts curators, that's that's yeah. our sort of home territory. Um, and uh, I think there's work being done out there where lots of um, lots of uh, curators are talking to artists, lots of artists are talking to artists. Um, collectors and galleries are involved as well. Um, and those those are often situated in in museums or other organizations. Lots of individuals been doing that during lockdown as well. Um, but I think we wanted to to look beyond the boundaries of our own um, discipline or maybe our own comfort zones even uh, and and use the the thread of creativity to see mm. how that pulls through. Uh, not only other art forms, but um, yeah, other other disciplines, as you say, like including including science.
0: And I think it's so important this lateral thinking, and that was a that was a theme that um, came up several times. And I definitely know that it's it's something that's inspired me in the past. It's definitely been inspiring me over the course of these last two months, um, two three months during which we've been recording, which has been you know a seismic moment you know for the entire planet. But it's definitely something that we're going to be carrying carrying forward. Like I mean, I think about my everyday life and, you know, what I'm dedicating my time to when, you know, I'm not um, having great chats with Cliff and (laughs) other creative individuals and inspired by, you know, by food, by, you know, making that meal and definitely carrying with me, um, you know, various elements that whether it be Imogen, what she was describing, um, over to Abe and Jason, but also thinking about science and how that can weave into my project. So I, for one, have had a lot of takeaways. I'm very grateful, really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, as have we've, we've we've made it really uh, explicit in the episodes to try and... Um, not only pull a thread of creativity through, but then to ask each guest uh, for for a piece of uh, creative inspiration coming coming from their particular direction.
0: Um, mm. and,
1: and we actually kicked off the season with an episode of of you and I speaking about about curating and one of the big things that uh, came through in that discussion, other than the awkward silences, uh, or the was the or theme- my awkward laughter.
0: <laughs> I've tried to control it. I think I'm doing better. You know, slightly. No, okay, that was comforting. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, we've come to love it. Uh, we come was to love it. the the theme of care and and, yes. and how uh, curating um, is about the, the care of objects, the care of knowledge, uh, mm. and the care of people in in that sort of mm. triangle of relationships. Uh, and care is a huge theme that's uh, run through um, uh, a, a lot of the episodes. And, and you know, uh, of course, because we're all in lockdown and we're, we're, we're kind of getting out of it now, but um, understanding what care means um, at a time of, of major crisis uh, and yeah. then trying to redefine ourselves and recalibrate a little bit um, to see how um, we, can, we can change how we relate to care and care for each other.
0: Yeah and I think what's really interesting about care is that care is something that you carry with you in perhaps everything that you do, right? And um you know so we think about you know the episode with 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 Kesha we were really talking about other humans, right? But then there was also this idea of caring for yourself, right? As an individual. And that that, that was something that came out quite beautifully not only in Kesha's episode but also with um also with Maxta. and It's quite evident or immediate to think about care when it comes to living beings. But perhaps there's also care um, for, you know, inanimate objects or objects that are growing, whether it be something that you see on a tree or a building. So, you know, that makes me think of Abe. It also makes me think of Imogen when she was thinking about um, all the different materials um, effectively ingredients that would go into creating something that was beautiful right so like how you can extend care to every single little angle um of your of your life and what you see and not only see but um pay witness to so that was something that struck me like actually how pluralistic care in itself could be
1: Mm, absolutely and thinking um as you said about about abe um back in episode two they're talking about maggie's uh, mm. And you know, embarking on a project um, where the building, the building needs to speak to care. It's you know putting a team together and thinking about space and how people are going to relate to each other in a space um, and have to care for each other and you know want to care for each other in the space. But how the space can can facilitate that um, without you know being overbearing or without introducing itself too much. Um, but, mm, but yeah, yeah. creating a space and, and holding a space, and um, you know, uh, then what really struck me was um, Sam talking about uh, these different forms of uh, care in terms of people from from individuals, from the um, youth that she'd worked with that inspired her to get involved um, yeah. with uh, other youth and communities and play and, and clowning. Uh, to caring for, uh, I mean, the planet. Really, <laughs> yeah, I don't the know. Planet. How oh my god! To yeah. think about caring for whatever seven billion people. Um, but you know, she's she's able to put together these teams of people that then go out with um, an explicit mission, just to uh, be selfless and 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 care for others in a time of crisis.
0: Yeah, that was really exceptional. Um, I remember I was telling you know cliff like i am petrified of clowns (laughs) um but then immediately that fear was just like wiped away um as soon as i was chatting with sam about yeah this care for community completely blown away um and i also think of care for just incredibly small like details um and you know, speaking with Julian, and how you'll have a whole group of people really just working on you know the eyeballs of a particular you know I'm going to I'm going to brutalize what he does, but CGI you know character um, and that infinite attention to detail, and that is a form of care, right? To get it right, to get it perfect. Um, but also, you know, you don't necessarily always associate such an empathetic. Quality such as care with maybe science but it is so intrinsically linked right because you just care so much about getting to the root of something and you care about it so much that you're not even sure if you're going to get a result you're going to get a form of result but it's maybe not the result you are setting out to see so that's kind of a selfless care i just thought of that a selfless care isn't that incredible um which all of these other people also share
1: yeah yeah um Ben elena yeah the the theoretical physicist being blind to the results um, mm. so I think uh, you know what's really come across is everyone's um, really passion for what yeah. what they do and of um, as we've explained as we've asked people to explain uh, <laughs> their paths or their journeys um, some of the serendipitous things that have have uh, added up or um, been put together uh, through their lives that have you know um Pointed them in the right direction, and then they found the things that really speak to them, uh, and just run with it. So then, so there's then that sharpening of passion, um, and that's that's been really amazing to hear about as well.
0: Sharpening of passion—that's really—that's really cool. And I mean, I think that's something that we both relate to, right? You know, we're both doing things that we're passionate about, and it's really incredible to meet people in other in other. In other disciplines, right, who are also, you know, passionate about what they do. But what we've realized also is that there's so much that holds us together. And one other theme I have to say that I really found binds us and, you know, brings us together was food. I mean, how many times, Cliff, did we hear about food? <laughs> we didn't even set out to talk about food. You know, like we were, we were interviewing, you know, uh, Imogen, you know, who's a, who's a food designer a and bit. a chef. We, we a little bit um, set
1: out to talk about food.
0: <laughs> no but then with 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 like jason and abe and yeah. like uh, you know did we did we set out to do that <laughs> um and it just kept on re- returning and it was very interesting to to realize that there's certain things that really bring people together um and how it brings people together and i think food for me was really one of them that stood out um you know, it was not just a question of something delicious, but it was about a sense of community, sharing something with others. Once again, you know, those empathetic qualities that we were talking about, um, but this idea of nourishment, and I really have to say this idea of nourishment that Will brought up, it just lingered and lingered. It was so beautiful because it means that it's not just on the moment that you're consuming something, you're experiencing something, right? Um, And I think that's a nuance that we can, we can we can bring with us everywhere and in everything that we do um so that was something that really struck me
1: yeah i mean nourishment uh, food for the soul and um i think uh there was definitely a lot of nourishing um thinking going on and you know jason um uh a former ceo of Truti um back in episode four was um sort of you know just just called it straight out when, you know, he was like, okay, we're all in lockdown. We're ha- everybody's being stripped back to basics. It's about mm. kind of uh, a shelter, a uh, food, um, and, you know, those that surround you and really asking key questions and figuring out um, key sort of comfort or discomfort levels with, with those things. And from that, it's, it's clear that lots of uh, our speakers have have found uh, food to be, you um, a kind of nexus for all of those things you know the the meal within the shelter the meal that brings things people together um and is a place that they can um uh invest their their um time and their passion into into producing something at home
0: but it's also you realize that it's a luxury it's it's a massive privilege that we can enjoy it mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and that we can sit down with one another because once again you know coming back to sam and um thinking about these different communities all over the world where i mean you know it, it might be more about survival and really at that point you know food is the fact that you get to enjoy it like we are so lucky because some people are yeah, not even definitely. enjoying laughter yeah right um, so you just, you just realize that even those basics, which was like food, shelter, community, the fact that we can even call those that, <laughs> um, we're so fortunate. Um, so just express, just finding that gratitude, um, through that, through, through that conversation and that observation was, uh, was particularly, um, yeah, striking for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think things which, um, always keep us, uh, open-minded and aware, um, Mm. constantly, um, giving ourselves the challenge to be more open-minded, be more aware of, of, um, ourselves, of, of the world, um, of other people. Um, and, uh, you know, another theme that really has been trotting through the, the, the past 10 episodes is about, um, a kind of, uh, accessibility or approach Yes. Different people, yeah. uh, to different communities, to to putting creativity out there uh, in a way, uh, in a form um, that not only speaks to people but is often can be generated from people and being a kind of receptacle to other people's creativity rather than um, being the constant um, generator or giver of creativity.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that links into we were talking about accessibility, but also thinking about. About equality um, and acknowledging the lack of equality, and it's like, what are we going to do about it? Right. Um, and, you know, I think of Will, for example, when he was talking about the yoga studio, right. And I think that well being and taking care of yourself. It's not something that has been made clear that you know it it is for all and something that you know will and like level six they've been seeking out to do is just really making yoga accessible for all regardless of your background your income levels, your ability see disability it's about encouraging inclusion um, but acknowledging. The fact that it might not have been easy for you and then going, please come here. You are welcome, right? So I see you and I welcome you. Uh, and that is, it's just so, so crucial. Um, and you know, also leads deeply into, into Kesha's work, right? Because it's about community building, but also community acknowledgement. Acknowledging each individual for who they are, what they look like, what they've gone through, and connecting with that person in front of you as a human being. So, coming from a place of similarity rather than difference. That struck me so much similarity rather than difference. And as soon as you start shaping that framework um you actually recognize that there's so much more abundance rather than scarcity um so you know those are particular things of equality that really stood out to me and um yeah a conduit for you know that accessibility that you were describing right cliff
1: yeah um and and really relating to each other as humans i mean in kesha's um uh episode when she's talking about these workshops the thing that really um struck me about them is she and I think strucks everybody who attends them as well, is that she asks everybody to introduce each other um without reference to their job or career.
0: Mm, yes. Um
1: and it and it's yeah. uh weirds people because you're so used to saying I'm right. I'm so and so this is what I do. Um and so instead of thinking about, you know, what it is that you do within a, a structural framework, uh it's who you are and sort of setting it a baseline where everybody's uh, equal before then embarking on um what becomes an even more open conversation um and and for me that that contrasts really radically um in in uh in almost an unfortunate way with what maxda was describing in his uh youth when he um you know, when he uh, cha- when he went to secondary school um and then you know couldn't play the cello because it's not a cool instrument yes. and he wasn't yeah. expected to play the cello because, mm. um, because he was black um, and uh, him having to sort of get to grips with expectations that other people had of, um, of him and what he should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah, um, And you know, that's, that's really a, a unfortunate as, as a, as a child, but in, in, in reflection and in retrospect in the way he told the story, um, is something that absolutely contributes to you know what forms him and adds to his like his resilience and then ultimately his success today as a musician.
0: Absolutely, and you know it's a it's a it's a leaning in to that vulnerability which has been recognized, right? Um, and one thing that you know also thinking about you know equality and accessibility. I don't know if you had this, Cliff, but like after. After listening to, to Ben Alana, who is, you know, is the theoretical particle physicist, and he's describing you know, these tiny, 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 tiny little particles, and then the vast expanses of the universe, and you're just like, wow, we are so small. <laughs> <laughs> we are so small. We're just little composites of this much wider cosmos. And... um it just makes you relate like we are, we are all people. Um, and anyway, it just, it just, it, it, just, it put things into perspective, shall we say, you know, if anything is going to put you into perspective, it's probably the Milky way. So, <laughs> um, which I think, you know, actually leads me um, into another observation, which was uh, we actually talked about scale quite a bit I don't I don't know I don't know if you if you thought it's like this little this sense of magnanimity but also insignificance but also that eye oh, for detail that care that we were describing at the start you know you just really or even actually I actually just thought about it like Abe was talking about the doorknobs, door right? Yeah. Of yeah, yeah, the door handles of Maggie's like, like, or, or just like the addition of oh, the tweezers! Oh my God, the tweezers with Imogen!
1: Yeah, tweezers shaming was a was a, a tweezzer shaming of phrase
0: that um, I learned. Yeah, I yeah, I thought that was quite incredible to think about scale.
1: Yeah, the details that go everything, and and Julian, you know, producing um, effects for these huge multi million pound uh, films. Uh, you're gonna have hundreds and hundreds of people spending lots and lots of hours working on teeny tiny effects that you know have a have a two-second airing or are part of a scene that just flies by because it's a chase scene um or worse end up on the cutting room floor
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs)
1: um but yeah definitely eye for eye for detail um passion for detail
0: Fashion for detail, but also like I'm thinking now like with Jason, right, you know, from a fashion perspective, where on the one hand, it's about every single type of texture, the stitch, you know, all those different abilities to feel and notice, um, which then go into the creation of a beautiful garment, but in parallel also being able to think wider scale of like how are we going to present this how are we going to pitch it you know whether it be those incredible films that he was doing or collaborations with like dance companies it's um this micro to macro right uh which is like pervasive pervasive throughout but now i'm also thinking you know of like maxta right so Mm. you know Mm. we were (laughs) we was watching his um his uh, masterclass on production and he's like and then you add a little beat (laughs) and i'm like and a little bit, and it's like a little a little a little scratch, a little tweak, and I'm like, oh my god. Like he feels these infinite details in a way that I never would. Um and I'm just in awe. I'm just gonna go back and repeat all of this and watch it again because in it itself it's like a serenade. So <laughs> yeah. um, we're both so not
1: experts after after so watching. Not class. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're 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 like really, really humbled, really humbled.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and I think an, an interesting thing that comes out of that is uh, everybody, of course, is uh, an expert in in what they do because they've been been honing what they do for for so long and investing so much um, time and energy and passion. Um, but despite that expertise, I feel like there was a real um, trend or feeling of uh, creative interchange, of hybridity, yes. um, even yeah. moving towards you know cross disciplinarity and thinking yeah. um, thinking about. Uh, art forms or disciplines in a, in a different way and constantly in transition yeah. moving forward
0: yeah and there was something that really struck me actually when we were speaking speaking to 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 jason and um, we were talking about our times in hong kong and he was we were saying about how there was this like, pluralism was, like, slightly more accepted. Um, Like, over in Hong Kong, you're you're a designer. Yeah, you're also an architect. Oh, you have a, oh, you happen to have a a series of restaurants? Why, of course, you know? (laughs) Like, you don't even blink, and I, and how actually emerging through these creative individuals, wait, it's not just Hong Kong. It's, like, it's everywhere around the world, and I think that also relates back to, you know, you and me, Cliff, right? You know, like, yeah, sure, we're we're curators, but we're very pluralistic individuals um, in the sense that, you know, whether it be through coaching, or, you know, through me being, you know, an entrepreneur of sorts, or, you know, over to just really being into yoga, you know, it's cross disciplinarity and cross information. And um, it also links makes me think of, of that resistance to being pigeonholed, right. And so, you know, with Abe, you know, it's like Abe designs. And, you know, we're asking like architecture, he's like, but i also design and i do this and i do that and it's 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 about making things happen rather and like making things happen in different forms of articulation like each person has their own language and maybe the way that each sentence is strung is slightly different right and um but at the end of the day you just you just yeah you're just extensions of you and what you're trying to share with the world um which was really striking
1: yeah, and I and I think um, actually find myself um, speaking um, to people uh, quite a bit about uh, that's actually you know regardless of whether you're uh, creative in a, in a different field or a visual artist that is it is the way that creativity works is through this inspiration um, from from the outside and other disciplines. Um, it's quite unusual for somebody to be um, you know sitting in their studio just thinking about other art. And making their <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> art based on other art um but it's far more the norm, far more interesting and and produces better work uh for for you know most artists are are out looking at um uh, society they're looking at politics yes. they're looking at architecture and design they're listening to music um and they're being really engaged with a sort of like fabric of reality um to then pick the way that they want to engage and make, um, make a statement about that.
0: Right. They're not living in a bubble. And I think if anything, um, I mean, I've always been a big advocate for not living, you know, not, 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 not you know, trying to not live in a bubble. And if you see that you've got um, a, a bubble around you, then trying to pierce it and and, and move forwards. And, you know, if anything that this period has shown us, whether it be, you know, you know the pandemic whether it be the important and radical rise of black lives matters and so on and so forth it it has been clear that you need to look beyond your bubble and i think that leads back into you know that that um, cross-disciplinarity because it's by speaking with others that you learn that you realize your own um, limitations and you grow, right? And you grow together, you grow collectively. Um, and and that is absolutely vital um, as, you know, we move you know, into the rest of 2020 and the rest of our lives and um, hopefully a new chapter for um, the planet.
1: Big, uh, big expectations there, Jen.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a <laughs> bit of a mic drop, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just... <laughs> You know what I got carried away. It makes me think of when Kesh was talking about um, you know not doing things out of performance rather habit, and if you wanted mm. to give you know big speeches in your bedroom, then that was fine. I feel like that's just what I did. <laughs> <laughs> i I gave you a big speech via Zoom, looking at your tiny icon in the left hand corner of my computer. <laughs> You are welcome. <laughs>
1: That's fine. Ben Ben gives us all permission to engage with the universe all at once.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, so yeah, it's been it's been uh, uh, hugely inspirational to hear uh, everybody speaking um, in, in some detail as well about about the great work that that they do.
0: Yeah, um, it's really really exciting, and I mean, you know, this is. This is, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a wrap on season one, but uh, we've got more for you. <laughs>
1: is yeah. that creepy? Uh, yeah. Can we introduce a cliffhanger there somehow? Season one. Oh, uh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> you were waiting Nobody's for that Nobody's almost one. dead.
0: You're um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing.
1: So we've got, yes, we are lining up um, just as many interesting, creative um, people yep. from all sorts of different Areas, different walks of life. Um, And yeah, like season one, the idea is to make that as plural as possible. Um, So we're pulling together some interesting people and we'd also love to hear from you. If you've got interesting thoughts on um, themes or ideas, um, hit us up, send us an email. Um, We have an email address. You can send it to between2curators at gmail.com or... Send us a message on Instagram.
0: Yep, yeah, we will check it. We will listen. <laughs> we will respond. <laughs> um, we care about you. Um, and I was thinking, I don't know, Cliff, like, I think maybe we could, we were, at the end of each episode, we, um, we'd ask our guests, uh, like, what's their creative inspiration? And I don't know, maybe, is, is there one that particularly s- s- struck you, Cliff?
1: Ooh, that's gonna take me a second to think about. It. I'm gonna throw that back at you. Who, who is your, wow. who is your creative? Uh, what's your favorite creative inspiration, Jen?
0: Well, thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so for me, I really have to say is that what 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 Kesha Kesha said really resonated uh, yeah, with yeah. me. Um, which was you know uh, moving out of this um, tendency of creating and p- producing out of performance and really rather out of habit. Um, so really just creating something because you believe in it and you want to put it out there rather than, Ooh, how many likes does it get? How many people love it? How many? And you know, you know, I've been, I've been launching my own venture for the last couple of months now. And it's uh, something that I have to check in with myself every so often and just be like, who am I doing this for? Um, and the answer is it's me. And then maybe it's my, my, my co-founder is my, my partner and so on and so forth. And it's not about, you know, how much, how much response it's not for, it's not for the, the me show. Um, And that just, that blew my mind, Um, that simple reframing of the way I think and do and act. It was, um, yeah, properly monumental.
1: (laughs) Mm, mm, Yeah, well said Uh, and well remembered. Um, Yeah, after having a minute to think, um, so we were talking about open, being open to the world earlier. And I think um, unconsciously that probably came from uh, Jason's episode where he was yeah. talking about being wow. open open-minded um but but it wasn't just about staying open um so what was interesting about his creative inspiration was that open-minded also went hand in hand with being generous yes um so accepting and and being given and listening um and uh staying true to yourself um yeah. so being open and then giving giving with generosity um some of what you have to to offer to others
0: Mm, i love that so much kindness right and i think kindness is something uh it's one of the most undervalued qualities um that we can possess um oh that was beautiful um Mm. well we um we're kind of coming up to time but we didn't want to um We didn't want to, you know, sign off and say goodbye to you guys without, you know, giving a bit of a shout out. um, And, you know, a big thank you to Amber Maya Johnson, who has been doing the design work for us. And, you know, we'll send her a headshot and a quote. And, you know, sometimes we send it a bit of time in advance. Other times it's kind of like, Amber, can you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, she's... um, Incredible. So talented. So, you know, thank you, Amber. And then also a big thank you to Pedro Velasco, who created a completely brand new piece of experimental jazz, which is the little humdrum that you hear, you know, at the start, at the end um, of each of our episodes. So, you know, you can, you know, find them on Instagram, LinkedIn, and so on and so forth. But you know, a really big thanks to them both because you know they just made us look that little bit more professional, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you, uh, you know, every, you all see their creativity every um, single week, multiple times um, per week, and hear it yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're very grateful to them, as are we grateful to everyone who's been a guest on the show thus far.
0: Yeah. Um, and people who have listened to us, you know, we really appreciate, um, our audiences and, um, you know, we want to, we want to hear from you. So, um, as Cliff mentioned beforehand, you know, if you've got ideas or comments or whatever, you know, reach out. Um, we, we want to be communicating with you. Right. Um, Cliff. Yes. Plugging details. Oh, give us, give (laughs) us the, do the hard Um, sell. You know, so, you know, You're a cool dude. We've plugged already between two curators, you know, like if they want to connect more with you, you know, um, where can they find more about you?
1: Oh, me personally. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, find me on Instagram at Cliff Lawson uh, or on my website, uh, which is clifflawson.com. Well,
0: that was really easy to follow. It was. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I thought
1: about branding a lot. Um, Spoke to my parents about it. Um, (laughs) What are your deeds, Chad?
0: Um, so on Instagram, it's at Jen C. Ellis. Um, just to be pedantic, Jen is with two N's. So it's at Jen C. Ellis. And then my website is, um, www.genellis.com. So, you know, Lightcliff, um, really. Really gave that branding a whole long <laughs> lot of thought, um, but you know, most importantly, um, our joint effort. You can um, follow it over at Between Two Curators on Instagram, and of course, um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, um, and all other types of podcast hosting sites.
1: Yeah, so if you like it, uh, leave us a positive review on iTunes. Do subscribe on one of those services. There are many services, and we we listed on a lot of services. Um, but also, Jen uh, forgot to mention that she's launched a new digital endeavor. Um, give us a deep yes. for that so people can look that up because it's pretty amazing.
0: Oh, thanks, Cliff. Um, yeah, so I, um, you know, in the spirit of um, being ambitious, uh, um, my dear friend, Benny Allen, who's an architect, and I launched um, Aura. So Aura is a virtual space and platform that through the curated meeting of art, architecture and music aims to instill a sense of calm and well-being. So you have a virtual space that you can go visit. It is open to all, no matter where you are in the world, at any point in time, the only barrier to entry is internet connection. And I should also note, it's environmentally friendly. Um, and you can discover it over at Aura Space, so that's A-O-R-A space space on instagram or com for the website eee! exciting times cliff
1: very good and it was um when when lots of um galleries are unfortunately facing uncertain futures to their physical premises this virtual right. premises um was was uh, rare for being something to open um at this time Great.
0: Yeah, super super rare. I think Benny and I said we're like probably the only gallery um even though we don't call ourselves a gallery uh to open during lockdown. But crucially it's been collaborative with a whole number of galleries from all over the world and artists from all over the world. So, you know, trying to be a trying to be another place for them to exhibit and collaborate really, which comes back to all the themes we have discussed above, right? <laughs> Care, scale, cross-discipline
1: they're life themes.
0: Life themes. Life themes.
1: Yeah. Good. Um, thank you so much for listening, as ever, all you amazing people. Yes, thank, you. Out thank there. you. Um and um join us next week for a really interesting guest. Um as ever. Uh, but thanks very much and join us then for more creative chat.
0: Yes, thanks guys. Bye bye. bye.